And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and you know what? Raptors fans, it's finally great to be back and be able to discuss a win. <laughs> We've been back since a little hiatus at the start of the year, but we're back now with a Raptors W, and it feels good. My name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys again for tuning in wherever you are watching this podcast, whether you're on the YouTube stream, the Twitch stream, shout to the people on the Twitch stream, uh, Twitter or Instagram, huge shouts to everyone that's liking and subscribing and watching and hitting the like button, sharing all that fun stuff. Really appreciate you. And as always, if you ever miss the podcast, just know you can catch us again on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Like and subscribe there as well for all the whole grain goodness. Remember, Wrap It Up is a show. On Blast is the network. And again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. The Raptors win, Raptors win, Raptors win. 115-102. to 115-102. And this game was interesting. Can't even lie. This game was super interesting. Even though it was a blowout. Even though, let's be honest, when you take in exactly what the Orlando Magic are as a team, they're not very good. They're not very good. No one's going to try to boost that. No one's going to try to act as if, like, you know, the Orlando Magic are some powerhouse in the Eastern Conference, right? Ain't nobody's going to say that. But if you're the Toronto Raptors and you come into this game and you are on a three-game losing streak, you got to come in and take care of business. And I think that is a great sign, if you are a Raptors fan, that they were able to come in and really do what you're supposed to do against a team you're supposed to beat. Regardless of OG being out again, and I mean, that's not going to be a good situation, as it seems it might be more like weeks for OG as opposed to games. But no OG, no Norm yet again, and... That means you need more from Pascal, the guys, your stars, the guys that you rely on night in and night out. And you got that. Pascal Siakam had arguably one of his best games of the season. If you look at it, my guy finishes with 30 points, give him 10 rebounds, 12 of 23 shooting, 6 of 6 free throws. But the thing getting the most ink when you look at Pascal Siakam's game is the fact that 24 of his 30 points came in the paint. And that's what you want to see if you're the Toronto Raptors. It's like you're watching a completely different player than the guy we saw. I don't want to even go back to the bubble because I feel like that's like a different circumstance altogether, but definitely a different guy that you've seen from the start of the season in terms of just taking it to the basket. Less and less we're seeing him settle for just taking threes just because literally in the NBA, you could take a three-point shot each and every time down the floor if you wanted to, right? If you wanted to, you could shoot a three every time down the floor. But it's good to see Pascal Siakam switch things up and just go to the basket, demand going to the basket, and nobody stopping him once he gets there. Especially when you look at a team like Orlando. First off, Orlando doesn't have shot blockers, right? Orlando doesn't have shot blockers. So you can get to the buck to the bucket every single time and Leo's been talking about it a lot the whole season but it's been good to watch it now and and you see it come to fruition but 
Pascal going to the basket and finishing through contact. That has been something that's really key because there's a huge difference and you might not notice it, but as you pay attention to the game more and more, you realize the difference between driving to the basket and trying to score and driving to the basket and trying to get fouled. And we've seen that development in Pascal's game where you can see him going to the basket and he's trying to score. You see him with an ability to finish through contact. We're seeing more and ones, but also just his his free throws have been up just the past two games as well, as we've seen back-to-back -back solid performances from Pascal. And I know we fall in love with the scoring, but more importantly, or I guess more what we want to do on this podcast is discuss the why and the hows, more so than, hey, Pascal scored 30 points. Because we've seen him score 30 points before, right? We've seen that before. But the way that he did it, I think, is a much more important thing to pay attention to here. Again, everything to the cup. He was 0 for 2 from 3, but you want to see that. When he's shooting more free throws in 3-point attempts, that is also a very good sign for the Toronto Raptors. Because that means, like, as a whole in the NBA, the way that this game is going, it's all about getting to the basket and shooting threes. When you get to the basket, the reason why that's key is because you get free throws. And free throws are important because they're free, <laughs> right? I don't know. Longtime listeners will remember. I always reference that from like way back when, uh, when I was in high school, we coached a grade eight girls basketball team because we we're during high school strikes. So we didn't have sports. And a friend asked if we wanted to help out and coach a middle school basketball team. And we said yes. And so it was funny, just the different things that we were teaching and you're, you're coaching kids, right? So you, just to make it simple. And the thing I'd always say about missing free throws, is like they're free points. They're free. So Siakam getting to the line again and getting those free points, right? It's just a way better, just it helps the overall game. It helps the overall pace for the rest of the team because you're getting easy baskets. So to see Pascal do that again, great look for sure from Pascal Siakam. Again, I just want to shout out everybody that's in the different chat streams, whether you are on uh, Twitch whether you are on YouTube, whether you're on Twitter, whether you're on Facebook or Instagram, send in your comments and questions. I will go through your comments and questions momentarily. But first, we kind of go through a recap of what happened in the game. Really appreciate you guys for tuning in. But just know this is the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show. So send us your comments and questions because this is about you. I want to hear what you guys are thinking after another Raptors victory. It seems like it's been a long time, even though it's only been three games. But... The three games were the three games that I came back starting to do this podcast after being a little bit under the weather, or a lot under the weather, but you know what I'm saying. Good to be back and talking about a win. So let's pick things up here, as this was a kind of ugly game, and ugly on the side of the Magic, because they just looked terrible. But first quarter, Pascal off to a great start. Him and Norm, or him and Fred, pardon me, really getting the wraps off to a good start. Freddie had that mid-range game going, and that's just a really great look when he gets that going because you can tell the way that the Raptors have switched things up because what they've done is, you can tell, it's not just pick and pop, it's not just pick and roll, but they've told Freddie to be aggressive coming off that screen, and if the mid-range game is there, knock that down. Freddie can hit elbow jumpers all day long, so if teams are going to give that to him, he has to take it, and it was good to see him do that, especially in the first quarter, to get the Raptors off to a good start. 
knocking down elbow jumpers. Siakam, as mentioned, everything going to the basket. Terrence Davis getting his second straight start. It was good to see him get off to a really good start again in this game and do it on the defensive end. Terrence Davis with a big steal and then Terrence Davis taking it the other way for a lay-in. It was, it was just a really good start for the Toronto Raptors. And then the bench came in and really continued the same thing. It was high-level defense. It was high-level rebounding. And it was getting out and running. End of that uh, first quarter, Raps were on a 12-2 run. Bembry and Boucher were playing really well. And great ball movement from you know the bench as well. As you see Boucher settling into being able to handle the ball at around that free-throw line mark. And be able to find someone there. Like his passing, you're seeing that develop. And the ball movement, Watanabe comes in. He's knocking down threes. Back-to-back good games for Watanabe, by the way. As he had 12. No, he finished with 11 in this game. Just a point shy off his career high, which was last game. So that's a really good look. Especially for a team that's been looking for consistency on their bench. To get that in back-to-back games from, what what would you call them? Their eighth man as at best? Their ninth man? That's really good to see if you're the Toronto Raptors. So after the first quarter, they led 27-15 after one, held Orlando to 27% from the floor. Freddie led all scores with nine points. In that second quarter, we know what the second quarter was all about. Mr. Aaron Gordon. And I'm sure in the comments, there's a lot of people that want to talk about Aaron Gordon, and we will talk about Aaron Gordon. But... The thing I don't understand here, right? So Aaron Gordon, apparently we think he's mad from a hard foul that he took in the bubble, which was in August. So Aaron Gordon upset about a foul that he took in the bubble at the hands of Kyle Lowry. So my guy's been sitting stewing for how many months later, just waiting for this game. And it's not like he waited for Kyle Lowry to drive It's not like he waited for, you know, something to maybe a screen, maybe to set a hard screen on Kyle Lowry. This was just a dirty cheap shot as Kyle Lowry was coming back down the floor on a change of possession. He doesn't even see where Aaron Gordon is and Aaron Gordon just gives him the shoulder like a blindside cheap shot. That is just like the worst of the worst lame ass moves that I've seen in the NBA in a long time. Super cheap move. And not only that happened, but then while the refs are looking to see if it's a flagrant one or a flagrant two, which honestly, I don't really know what the difference is. I'm assuming a flagrant two is just if you like throw a punch or try to fight someone because that was just a cheap move. He wasn't setting his screen. He wasn't doing anything. So I don't know what the difference is between a flagrant one and a flagrant two. But while they're reviewing that, my guy leaves the game with an injury, goes back to the locker room. It's like, hold on, what are, you, what are you doing here? Did you actually injure yourself while trying to cheap shot Kyle Lowry? Is that what we just witnessed? Or were you running from the smoke? Or maybe, was it a little of column A and a little of column B? I don't know. Either way, Aaron, Aaron Gordon, that was lame. And lame doesn't even begin to admit or begin to describe what I really want to say. But there's a microphone in front of my face, and there's a camera in front of my face. Certain things I won't say. But Aaron Gordon, that was a cheap shot move. And for a guy who, you know, 
if you're the league, those are the things that you can't like. That's unacceptable. Flagrant fouls when guys are driving to the basket or setting a hard screen or whatever. If you're trying to send a message to someone, quote unquote, at least do it within the confines of the game. Like that had nothing to do with anything. And then my guy subs out and goes back to the locker room. Like that's a straight whack ass move by Aaron Gordon. I've never seen anything worse than that in a long, long time in the game of basketball. So people, let me know what you think of the whole Aaron Aaron Gordon situation and his payback. And I tweeted this out and I was wondering, you know, what people think about this. Because I think someone else has to hard foul Aaron Gordon. And I'm not saying you're trying to hurt him. I'm not saying you're trying to make a dirty play. But I'm saying when my guy, when you're setting a screen on him or when he drives to the basket, just make him feel you a little. Send a message saying, we're not going to tolerate you taking those kinds of cheap shots on our franchise player, on our team guy in terms of Kyle Lowry. Like that, that can't happen. You can't let that happen. And again, I'm stressing this. I'm not talking about trying to hurt Aaron Gordon. I'm not trying to say take a dirty play on Aaron Gordon, but I'm saying when he comes down the floor and tries to drive to the basket, you're sending him to the free throw line. That is allowed to happen in this game. Right, And I think everybody would know what that's about. Everyone would understand what that's about. And hey, Aaron Baines, earn your money, bruh. <laughs> Be that muscle. Be that muscle. And that's not a knock on Aaron Baines because I thought Aaron Baines played very well in this game, doing what exactly what the Raptors need him to be doing in terms of getting on the glass, 16 rebounds for your man Baines. But, you know, minus I think there was one play where uh, Baines... Baines, I think, got fouled, or maybe Aaron, he fouled Aaron Gordon, and Aaron Gordon fell on top of him, and you could tell Baines gave him a little extra get-off-me, brush-off, you know, but I'm interested to see what happens. Well, I guess Aaron Aaron Gordon ends up leaving the game later on after he finally did sub back, sub back into the game. He ended up leaving with an ankle injury, and it did not look good, so my guess is he's not going to play next game either, which would be Tuesday against the Raptors, but just a lame, a lame move by, by Aaron Gordon and Aaron Gordon getting hurt. I mean, maybe that's a basketball gods taking care of it for everyone involved, right? Like maybe you just want to sit this one out. If that's what you're on right now, like while your team is so trash, your team is struggling. What have they lost? You scroll back up to the top here. If they lost 11 of 13, do I have that right? Your team is struggling so hard you're losing the game, you're on the brink of getting blown out, and you're out here trying to settle scores from August in the bubble, and if you go back and look at the foul, did Kyle Lowry foul him hard? Yeah, it was a hard foul going to the basket. Did Aaron Gordon, like, should he be mad that he got hard fouled and he ended up being injured and he didn't play again in the bubble? Should he be mad about that? Yeah, but that's not how you go about it. Again, if Kyle Lowry's driving to the basket and Aaron Gordon wants to put him on his ass with a hard foul, I'm okay with that, right? Like, I get it. I understand that in the confines of the game. But what Aaron Gordon did wasn't that. That was just a blatant cheap shot with nobody looking, with Kyle Lowry looking the other way, just running up the floor, and the ball at the other end of the court. That is a straight, lame-ass move. And that's all the time I want to spend talking about Aaron Gordon myself. But I know you guys probably have a lot of comments on that, so I'll take those later on, send those in the chat, wherever you are listening to this podcast. Um, 
But also going on in the second quarter was the Pascal Siakam show continued. My guy was just in the paint again. He's getting to the free throw line. Second straight game. So nice to see. Driving and ones. He started this game four of seven, five of five from the free throw line. It was just great to see. The Magic made a little run, right? 13 to two run. Maybe you thought this would be a closer game, but no. The Raps weathered that. And they did that in part because they shut down all the Magic scores. Vucevic, who probably thought he was finally going to have a good game against the Raps because Marcus Gasol's not around. Well, that didn't happen. My guy started one of nine from the floor, had three points in the first half. That's what he did in the first half. He's their all-star. I mean, just terrible. And if you look at how their stars or the guys they rely on finish this game, Vucevic finished with 15 and 14. He was 5 of 18 from the floor. But again, that 1 of 9 start probably did his team in. Not a good look for him at all. But Raptors at the half were up 58-44 after Kyle Lowry with a nice layup at the buzzer. And then in the second half, I mean, it was the same story. Siakam just continuing to cook. He threw down a huge poster on Aaron Gordon with no regard for human life. In one of the greatest soundups, you know, going back to LeBron, that's the reference there for people who might not be familiar. But anyways, Siakam with a massive dunk on Aaron Gordon. And maybe, you know, he left the game with a hurt ankle and hurt feelings because my guy, yeah, you just take a big L in this one if you're Aaron Gordon. But Pascal Siakam show, the Magic have no answers for him, especially when he's playing like that. Kyle Lowry leading the Raptors offense, diming everybody in sight. And when you look at this game from Pascal Siakam having the night he had with 30 points and 10 rebounds, and then you got Kyle Lowry, the season-high 15 assists to go along with his 12 points, and then Aaron Baines with a season-high 16 rebounds, Raptors on a three-game losing streak, the Orlando Magic just happened to come along at the right time if you're the Toronto Raptors. This is exactly what you need. Just get yourself back on track, especially with the injuries you're dealing with. Use these two games to take care of business. And if you're Pascal, you know, start to feel good about yourself. I will say one thing that was interesting in that post-game interview Pascal Siakam did. He mentioned that his body's starting to feel a lot better. And, you know, maybe that's why we're starting to see him play better as well. And, you know, some people might look at that and say, oh, obviously, like that seems like an excuse. But the reality of what you go through, your body goes through in an NBA season, it makes sense. And if you think about how he was playing in terms of settling for more outside shots, it makes sense. Like it's hard to drive to the basket and take shots night in, night out, right? Like that's a difficult thing to do. And if your body isn't feeling 100% to begin with, that makes it even more difficult. Then add in the realities of the Raptors playing all road games this season, Every game is basically every other night. Like those are things that, you know, add to the difficulty of the Toronto Raptors season. But then also think about the fact that as you grow as a player and the demands become more on your body, you've also got to learn how to manage your body. And I think that's what we're seeing from Pascal Siakam now. And I think that's what he was talking about. And it's a very interesting thing to pay attention to and see how he continues to do this because... The Raptors, this is a Pascal Siakam the Raptors need if they have expectations of, you know, making some noise, getting to the playoffs, 
winning a round or two, this is the Pascal Siakam they need. Because if not, I mean, a lot of y'all might start joining me in watching Cade Cunningham highlights as I was just locked in to Oklahoma State on the weekend because Cade Cunningham is the truth. Projected number one overall pick. Yes, the Raptors are far away from, you know, being at the bottom of the draft. I know, I know, I know. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying. <laughs> Let's get to some comments, though, because I see everyone is here and taking in the pod on whatever site you are on. I appreciate that, and I will start with Twitter. Twitter, we got a comment. Even Sheldon now wants to, wants the Raptors to draft Cade Cunningham. Listen, all I'm saying is Cade Cunningham's game is nice. The Raptors aren't a bad enough team to finish that low in the, the lottery, right? But, you know, they're not that bad. The Raptors aren't there. And we know the Raptors aren't a team that are going to tank. They play too hard. Nick Nurse coaches them way too hard. They play defense way too much. And they still have too many good players. So, you know, it's a nice thought. It's just, I was, I guess it's trying to look for positives in the middle of a losing streak, in the middle of a tough season for the Raps. You know, check out Cade Cunningham highlights. That's all I'm saying. Uh, another comment here on Twitter. We all miss this winning feeling. So true, great to see, for sure. These pods are a lot more fun when we're talking about wins, of course, right? One more from Twitter. Uh, love Utah's energy. He may be our next OG. Let's slow down on that, just like we're slowing down on the OG talk. Because, you know, we started to get really hype with the OG talk, and then he got hurt. So, you know, let's just relax. Enjoy what Utah's bringing night in, night out. And just continue to watch him grow. Continue to watch him gain more confidence. Continue to see him develop and understand the league. I think that part's really cool to pay attention to. If you ask me. Uh, more comments though. Let me go over to YouTube. As I switch over to that feed here. And people watching. If you're always wondering what I'm looking down at. Like why I'm looking down at the computer. It's because this is a one man operation. So I got like all the different streams up to make sure they're all still up and running, plus all the chats up and running, and then the phone, that's the Instagram feed. So if you're ever wondering why I'm looking down all the time, that's why. But uh, more comments though. <laughs> JU says, what's up, Sheldon? Big fan here. Well, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> really appreciate that for sure. Uh, Christine says, hey, Sheldon is back. Yes, I am. Thank you for joining us. She also says, thoughts on Siakam's dunk on Aaron. I thought it was poetic justice. Just beautiful. To watch Aaron Gordon just have to eat that, and then soon after he rolls his ankle. Just perfect symmetry for the night. Maybe even the basketball gods checking in. I, I appreciate that. I, I like that. I like that. Um, I like that, and it made me, as always, yearn for the days of court cuts. OG basketball fans in this country will know what I'm talking about. Uh, Fly Miss says, Utah playing like he deserves that contract. Yeah, I mean, when you look at this team, and it's not only Utah, but also Bembry. I think those guys, those are the guys that you need because they come in and they give you energy. And it starts at the defensive end. And as long as you're doing that, you're going to get minutes, especially with Nick Nurse. We know that's why he always loved Patrick McCaw. Despite, you know, Raptors Nation not really being happy at Patrick McCaw's minutes all the time. But 
to me, if you ask me, I like it. You play defense, you get minutes. We have guys whose job it is to score. So if you just play defense, and in the case of Utah, you just hit wide open threes, more power to you, you will get minutes all the time for this Toronto Raptors team. Um, A lot of more comments here. Meredith says that dunk on Gordon's head. Yeah, I think every Raptors fan really appreciated that, especially after seeing Kyle Lowry go down. Uh, Tammy says, missed this, really needed the pod after games. Thank you, Tammy. Tammy is one of our OG listeners, so I really appreciate Tammy. Tammy, obviously listening from way, way back when we were just on, I guess, like Instagram probably at that point, maybe just Instagram and Twitter. But yes, uh, along with my OG listeners on this Instagram stream, I'll get to you guys in a sec. Um, Let's see here. I see a lot of comments here, so maybe I'll go backwards. K2's Garnett says, we're going to be good, man. Every team except Philly in the East is playing below that, below what they are capable of. This is not a regular one for sure. See, you make a great point there because there's so many unknowns with the schedule. And, you know, the Raptors, any win you're getting without two of your regulars in terms of OG and Norm, that's huge. Because basically what's going on in the regular season, what we're seeing so far is how well is your team able to weather guys being out of the lineup? Whether it's for COVID, whether it's for injuries, that's going to be the key to your season. And, you know, someone in the chat here brings up, uh, they say, uh, JU says, I'm a Kawhi fan, but being a fan of the show, and now I'm following the Raptors. But I saw Kawhi, and that makes me think of the Clippers. Paul George and Kawhi were both out for a week, but they put in Reggie Jackson, right? They put in uh, whatever Morris twin it is that's on their team that's not on the Lakers, and Luke Kennard are getting minutes. Lou Will steps up, and the Clippers were able to not fall off too much without Paul George and Kawhi, and now those guys are back. So how that's going to be the big key to this season. Whichever teams are able to handle all the injuries and all the guys missing from the lineup and even just handle the COVID situation as a team because a big part of this is holding your team accountable for staying inside, for not going out to dinners on the road, for just following all the rules. All those things are super important, and whichever team is able to manage that the most, those are the teams that are going to have good regular season records. So you bring up a great point in terms of the Raptors and what they need to do. And uh, as Ann puts in the chat, the Wizards beat Brooklyn tonight. Anything is possible. I mean, that's just crazy, but it's the truth. It's the facts. Nobody would have thought that the Wizards, who have been just losing games, Bradley Beal's just a meme every single night. But, you know, anything can happen in this season, especially with going back to what we were talking about with Siakam. How do you, how does your body handle these games? The situation when you're night in, night out, or every other night playing a game. More comments. Glow Girl Smile, speaking of OG listeners. Freddie is on a three-point shooting consecutive game streak. Um, she also says Gordon got injured twice playing the Raptors. I'm sure he'll get a complex. <laughs> I mean... I think the whole Magic team, especially Vucevic, has a complex of in terms of when he sees that Raptors jersey, my guy gets shook because it just doesn't look good for him ever. Uh, more comments, though. Let me see. Oh, a lot of people just saying that was a cheap shot. I asked for your comments on the Aaron Gordon play here, and I'll go through some of those. 
Um, Aaron has been, oh, sorry, not that one. Gordon to the free throw line. He's not a great free throw shooter. Exactly. If you foul him and he has to go to the line, whatever, that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> this from Ann says, we did not have to retaliate. He bleeped up himself. Totally true. Sometimes the basketball gods just take care of things. Sometimes Aaron Gordon, who, I don't know, I might remember him more for being high during that interview with Shaq and D. Wade than I, I will remember him for anything he did during an actual game. And I said during an actual game because, of course, we know, yeah, 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 his dunk contests are pretty good. I get it. Uh, another comment here from Instagram, their defense led to offense back to back or back to basics and the Raptors team that we know for sure. The Raptors have, and you heard them talk about Steve Clifford mentioning that when you play the Raptors, you know what you're going to get. You know, the type of team you're going to play against, you know what that means. And so they're going to play defense. It's going to be a hard fought battle. And we saw that tonight and you're going to see that over and over and over again from the Toronto Raptors. Um, I wondered about this, and I look at Josh Lewenberg's Twitter account right now. Again, if you don't follow Josh Lewenberg, one of the best Raptors beat writers we got going here, but he says, Nurse thinks Van Fleet was shaken up a bit after taking the hard hit in the first half, but Fred told him he was okay. They'll see how he feels tomorrow. It's funny because during the game watching that, it was a play early on in the game where Siakam was trying to push the ball, but he, it was kind of a bad pass. He passed it up to Fred, and Fred collided with Cole Anthony. And you can see him kind of grimace a little. And then the next two plays, Freddie turned over the ball. And I thought, Ugh, I hope he's not banged up too much. But he's Freddie. You know he's going to gut it out and try to play anyway. So especially knowing that the team is you know already down two guys. So you know Freddie's going to gut it out. But I, I really hope he's okay. Especially with the Raptors, you know, after this game, I think nine of their next ten games are on the road. So... They definitely can't afford to lose uh, Fred Van Fleet at this point. So I'm trying to see here if we get any post-game comments from Kyle Lowry or from Nick Nurse on just what happened with Aaron Gordon. Not seeing anything yet, but also, do we really need to talk about the Wasteman's Aaron Gordon anymore? I don't know. Do people Are people really mad about Aaron Gordon? Because I think it's pretty self-explanatory. My guy's just a chump, and that's just a chump move. And yeah. That's about it. That's that's what I got on Aaron Gordon, to be honest. Uh, someone else talking about the Nets. Inches says, on Twitter says, the Nets elite offense is negated by their complete lack of interest on defense. Again, we talked about this with the Raptors, right? When you're a team that relies so heavily on your first four guys, or three guys, or in the Brooklyn Nets case, three guys, but no James Harden tonight, you need those guys to play at such a high level on both ends of the floor every single night. And that's just hard to do. Like, I know this was a while back now, but I always go back to that uh, LeBron Big Three Heat team. Like, the best basketball was when those guys were on that crazy winning streak. I forget how many games they won. Was it over 30 or 28? It was somewhere around there. But... LeBron and D Wade just locked in with Bosch and playing the high level Spo design defense. Like that was just insane. But again, that's hard to do, right? And that's LeBron and D Wade. So when you're talking about other teams in the league, you're talking about Kyrie. It's not like Kyrie's known for his defensive play. KD's 
developed into a better defensive player, but still you want him to be dropping 30 pieces. So that's a difficult thing for him to do as well, right? So it's going to be tough to see where the Nets the Nets come out of this season with, but let me get some more comments here as Instagram or as uh, the YouTube comments here seem to be going here. I'll get in a couple more comments before we wrap up here. But uh, Lorenzo says, Pascal was a beast tonight. Utah making making his was a fan favorite. Uh, we just need a true center. I want to see what happens when OG and Norm come back. That's the biggest thing I want to see. Like, it's great to see Pascal get on track, which is cool. But Norm got on track in the couple games that Pascal and Kyle were out, right? And then now we see Pascal getting on track in the games that norm and og are out and i'm just thinking can all these guys put it all together that's the next step that's what i really want to see from the toronto raptors really appreciate that and michael says love the show couldn't watch the game but i'm watching this uh <laughs> also says i wish we decided to tank though no the raptors are too good to tank even i know that much even i know the raptors team is too good to tank and I was just bringing up the fact that if you're not watching Cade Cunningham, you definitely should be as a basketball fan because that kid's legit. Raptors are too good to tank. Raptors won't be, you know, they play too hard on defense to be close to that end. But when you're in a losing streak like the Raptors were before this game, sometimes we got to pay attention to some little things, right? Either way, though, thank you guys for tuning in to this, the Wrap It Up podcast. Really appreciate you guys wherever you are watching. Thank you guys for tuning into this Wrap It Up podcast. Whether you are watching live on the YouTube stream or on the Twitch stream, if you don't have Twitch, you can join us there. It's a better look than the Instagram feed. Just diversifying here, bringing more people into the pod, whatever's easiest for you. You can bring it up on YouTube and stream that right to your smart TV. My boy hit me up, told me he was doing that the other day. So we got options here. We got options. But wherever you decide to watch, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on Instagram, whether you're on Twitch or on Twitter, really appreciate you guys watching and, and discussing the Toronto Raptors, especially after wins because it's a lot more fun. And if you ever miss a pod, just remember, you can like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, and again on YouTube. If you want to support how you support us at this point, it's just by liking, sharing, subscribing to the pod. Really appreciate every single person that tunes in to rock with me because when I couldn't do the pod, I was missing it. So now that we're back, it's so much fun. It's great to be back and it's just better to be better. It's just better to be on this side of things. So I really appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Should have been a little smoother here on bringing in the music. Minus the fade up. But again, this is a one-man operation. Right? And as I always say, we are unpolished and un unapologetic. Right? You know what I'm saying? It's not just something that we made up. But it's actually truthful. We're here, though. And so are you guys. Back with me here. Doing what we do as the Raptors got back to their winning ways. Again, Toronto Raptors winners on this night. As they beat the Orlando Magic 115 to 102. Raptors improved to 8 and 12 as they continue their march trying to get back to 500. The three game losing streak is over. Raptors hope 
to start a winning streak in their next game also against the Orlando Magic. Hopefully they can get a win and hopefully you guys will be back here tuning in with me on this Wrap It Up podcast. Because like I always say after every episode, I really did used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up podcast. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Boom, blast.